don't know you need them You're stuck in the middle Of all irrelevance And your heart is beating Cause you know that you gotta Get out of the middle And rise to the top now Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 85. Yes, I got it. Right in front of me, I got it. I'm your host, Mike Apps, AK Wheels, and with me as always. David McBurney, Fanboy Master. Joining us in replace of the absent Gaijin, who had a prior commitment this evening. I'm Eric RPG, once again. Yay! It's like it's like a persona I don. It's just like I'm not always Eric RPG. Only on here, on the airwaves. The ultimate stand, so, Star so Platinum. Which method of persona oh, yeah, summoning do you use? I need to watch that. Do you use the uh, the gun thing, or do you? Um, how did they summon them in Persona <laughs> Four? Do they just kind of appear. They use cards. That's right. Do you use cards, or do you use a gun? Or burn them, or crush them up, or something like that. Or do you put on a mask? Obviously, my I method can't... would be the cards. Clearly, cards like a rose tuxedo mask style. Oh man! Just insert that gif of uh, that gif that shows up on Twitter all the time. But you didn't do anything. Yeah, my persona does. <laughs> my persona. Oh uh, well, no, that's a different thing, Wheels. I can I can show you more of that on the internet, but nope, having a persona nope, is a very nope, different thing. No, 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 no. As long as we're not talking about yiffers. Listen, they can do what they want. I'm just saying, like it's a different thing. All right, so our first question is from... Okay, we're going to skip that one. Our first question <laughs> no, is... No, it's important. <sighs> it's not actually important. Uh, well, someone else can read it. I'm good. Gaijin pipe in to say that Wheels had made a typo. Yes, yes, it's not a typo so much as a um, a faux pas. Do you want me to, do you want me to complain about this? Because I can complain about how this is a linguistic trap anyway. Okay, go ahead. Because, like... You've got the possessive its, which the problem here is that we've got its, which can be it, it is, or it can be a possessive, but an apostrophe often signifies both. Mm. So, like, I don't really feel like it's that much of a faux pas to, like, accidentally insert the apostrophe, because a lot of times you use an apostrophe to indicate possession. Mm. And also the English language is trash. Yeah, a little bit of that, too. Let's, let's, yeah, so basically I just wanted to have that brief little rant about how, uh, <laughs> like, it's and it is are, are a linguistic trap that is des- seemingly designed just to screw with people, so D- don't ever worry yourself too much about it as long as people understood what you said. Sweet. <laughs> That's right. I'm free from blame now. I'm... I absolve you as the Grammar Pope. Woohoo! Thank you, Grammar Pope. Also, as I fiddle around with my Switch, shout-outs to uh, Budai for uh, doing a Nintendo eShop card raffle that gave me enough cash to grab Okami HD. <laughs> Sweet. I ended up buying Dead Cells. That looks good. I've heard good things. Yeah, it does look pretty red. Uh, let's see. We've got our first question is... actually all From our, the afore shout-out. All <laughs> our questions this week are from Mr. Budai. Um, who asks us first, why do you think MMOs, M- MMORPGs have declined in popularity with the last four or so years? Have they? I would say they've more stabilized. Like, they just sort of... They are what they are. Like, I don't think that they're a genre that is burgeoning and drawing in new people anymore. Yeah, I could see that. Like, there was a period where they were, like, very much one of those things that was drawing people to games that didn't normally play games because they were a combination of essentially a social network and a video game. Yeah. So it's, and kind, then, of, it's kind of plateaued into the actual audience, essentially. Yeah. I, yeah. F- I feel like this happened with Pokemon Go. Like, I have people that are that keep that always ask, do people are still playing that? Yeah, it's like, it's down to... Like a lot of people. Yeah, it's down to a rather huge audience still, but... And, you know, it's not just like the ridiculous, um, the ridiculous force it was initially. Just fine. Yeah, the all-consuming cultural monster that it briefly was. Yeah. Which it really is not a sustainable or healthy thing for anything to ever be. Like the only time that something can be that all-consuming, uh, 
is like right when it's new and novel and people aren't sure whether they care or not. Or otherwise, you are living inside some sort of uh, like anime designed to market something to you. Like yeah. those are those are the two states that that sort of craze can be sustained in. Yeah. So, and I mean, honest, honestly, I'd say the the MMORPG genre in particular has kind of stabilized into a good place. Like, I think companies finally realize that uh, subscription fees not really going to work for the majority of games. Obviously, for the big ones it does, but most of them it's free-to-play and monetize things the other way, and you know, it's led to... There's a lot of choice out there. You can play stuff yeah, there's like a lot. Elder Scrolls Online, you still got WoW, you've got... Um, FF14. FF14. Lots, lots and army lots of, of like an, an army of like second-tier licenses that have MMOs associated with them. Or any given Korean MMO. Yeah. Lots of those. <laughs> uh, tragic, uh, tragically, yogurting has been offline for a while. But, uh, yeah, like, if you if you want an MMO, like, it, honestly, MMOs are probably in a much healthier place than they were when people were like, we can make another WoW. And it's yeah. like, eh, it's not really healthy for any genre yeah. to have that multiples of that. And, uh, and also, actually, you can't. You can't. You really can't. Wow, was sort of this like big phenomenon that um, is also based on a known property. You can't just magically replicate that. Like Wow was Wow drew in enough initial people to get headlines for there being a lot of people there because like there were a lot of Blizzard fans, and then from there you got people who didn't know what a Blizzard was, but at the same time they had friends who were playing Wow. Yeah. So they were going to try that at least once. And now what you have left are uh, mostly Blizzard fans, but also just WoW fans who are now just very upset at WoW. Because, I mean, that's also the life cycle of an MMO, is being very annoyed at new content for it, because it's often not really what you wanted. Yeah, and so now they're going to release Vanilla WoW. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's going to be a rude awakening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know what crazy, ridiculous people would be excited for such a thing either. I can't believe that Wheels is going to play Vanilla WoW. Super psyched for it, man. They, I know. They ruined the Hunter. I know that you're like a broken soul, a broken, just destroyed human being, a husk of a man. <laughs> we were uh. discussing this before we even started recording, of just like different things that have broken Wheels' brain at various points. That's true. New Gen Souls, children's programming... Um, like 15 different varieties of children's programming, uh, Hearthstone, generally like at least four different card games. Uh, Yokai Watch, realizing that my kids don't actually want, like it, and I'm the one that actually likes it. The, the, you're the one that's obsessed, and you want your children to like it. You've become the football dad for nerd stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, that is the thing that I've, like, if I ever, like, I am not a fit. I I would not consider myself fit to have children. But at the same time, if I did, I would be terrified of being like football dad for nerd yeah. garbage. Where it's like, no, you have to like the things I like. You have to. Yeah, I mean, it I mean so much to me. It's <laughs> weird because I've tried to get my son and daughter to interested in things, and some things it works. Like they like Mario and Sonic because I think those are kind of easy for kids to. They're evergreen. Yeah. And then other stuff, like obviously Yokai Watch hasn't worked. And then, you know, randomly the other day my son's like, can we play Shovel Knight? I'm like, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes, let's, definitely. Yeah, let's do let's that. Let's all go play Shovel Knight yeah, again. Let's, play, let's, let's shovel some knights. Have you tried Mega Man yet? Uh, yeah, I've played it in front of him. He doesn't seem that interested. And it's Mega Man probably, is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, it's too hard for him to play. When they're like 10... Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to have a certain base level of coordination to play a Mega Man game. They're not very forgiving. Yeah, but I mean, I've gotten like some video game toys that I kind of litter the game room with, and one one of the funny things is my daughter has now taken to going around with Ratchet and Clank all over the place. Mm. They're a good design for kids. Yeah. Uh, but but at least the one thing I was able to get them into is they do enjoy the new DuckTales show, so that's awesome. Life life can still be like a hurricane. Yeah. In conclusion, don't be football dead. Never be football dead. 
<sighs> oh, the other thing I was going to say about this is I think some of the MMO space as well has been replaced. I don't necessarily want to say replaced, but taken up by smaller scale, I would say, online games. Things like Destiny, Fortnite... Ugh, excuse me. To some, to some extent, there <laughs> is the desire... Like, the thing is that a lot of people, when they're playing MMOs, they don't really care about playing with a gigantic number of people. So, like, the idea that they have to... Like, coexisting in a world doesn't mean much to them. And so, those people will gravitate towards smaller scale online RPGs. Which, for a long time, just didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and has seen a brief uh, minor resurgence. Yeah, but, but now I... Multiplayer games, I think, are doing a better job of, ex what am I saying, accentuating the multiplayer. Like stuff like Destiny is taking uh, a lot of things. I mean, there's you really look at Destiny, get really down to it. They knew about it, but what it's doing is it's giving like groups of people essentially a pr a playground to mess around with, with first-person shooter stuff that. Um, Previously, you'd have to do something like Halo and do some single-player missions, and then multiplayer. And if you want, I like... can't believe that Destiny is Fantasy Star Online as a first-person shooter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about that statement more, and it's not wrong. <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's actually pretty spot on. Oh, what has life become? Sorry. Make Fantasy Star Five, cowards. No, but they're cowards because of it. They won't, but they appreciate your fandom, and thank you for your consideration for Sega properties. And they're going to lie to us about localizing Idola for, like, years. What's that? I, I don't know. Like, Idola? It was, the uh, new, it's, it's the new... Person. Yeah, the new one that looks like I would rather it just went oh, away. Oh, yeah, I, I don't give a shit. They can, they can leave it that, unlocalized for all I When care. I saw that, it's like, why did you even say this was Fantasy Star? It doesn't even look like Fantasy Star. Uh, the only thing fancy I star about it is, are the enemies. That's it. Yeah, that's not enough. I'm sorry. It's okay. You can get. You can buy mono mates. You love it. That's the thing that makes it fantasy star. <sighs> okay, I'm sad now. Um. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things have sort of encroached into the MMO space. Strangely, I would also say that even things like, like. Things that you play on your phone with other people also took that because they inherently require you to interact with other people. They have social interaction, but they're lower... They're not lower maintenance, but they're lower... You spend less on them at any one time. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, like, people can trick themselves into spending the same amount of time with something if they convince themselves that they don't have to spend as much of it at any one time. So... <sighs> buy Yakuza games. Don't buy these things. Do not spend money on Fantasy Star Idol. No, instead play Destiny. Instead, play the Yakuza phone game that will hopefully one day be localized for no one. <laughs> there is a Yakuza phone game. It's how they're introducing the new protagonist of Seven. Nice. Alright, anything else on this next question? Mm, I'm ready to move on to the next question. Alright, next question... Which rumored games that never saw the light of day interested you the most? Uh, Skies of Arcadia 2 was known to have been in development at one point. Oh. It's dead. <laughs> oh. Uh, but that sounds I brought rad. It would have been great. It's dead. It it never happened. Uh, I guess you should play that the was first also, one. You should. Uh, that was also at the period when Skies of Arcadia Legends was supposed to be a PS2 and GameCube game. <laughs> That PS2 version never came out. Um, oh, I brought this up on the uh, during uh, frickin' Phil's stream on Sunday. Uh, Steve Chronicles 2, which was known to be in production and got several trailers, one for PS2 and one for PS3, and never happened. I love Steambot Chronicles. It means a lot to me. <laughs> what is it? Does it, uh, so does it involve Steams and bots? Yes, and chronicling them. So I think, uh, I think Bumby Trout would have been a funner title, though. 
That was its Japanese name, but it has a much longer like super title in Japan. Let me pull this up because it's it's worth uh, hearing because it describes the game a little too much. Ponkotsu Roman Daikatsugeki Bumpy Trot. Is this basically not so real high school? No, no. Like uh, it was basically like essentially. I'm trying to remember what. Uh, like it's relaxing romantic adventure Bumpy Trot or something or else Mm. something like that but basically uh, Steambot Chronicles was a game developed by uh, IRAM published in America by Atlas which was a dick around in a robot in a steampunk world simulator it like it, it had a plot it had a very core central plot that was you know interesting but like a lot of the game like the game would tell you to do something but then it wouldn't do much to try to make you do it Mm. so there was a lot of just sort of wandering around and like oh i'm gonna have my robot mine things and then i'm gonna go street busking and then i'm gonna go play pool and then i'm gonna go war profiteering and like all those coexisted in one video game uh and it's it's a very relaxing video game and it's a very ambitious video game and it has some of my favorite side quests in any video game because, for example, since it is like Victorian era robot time, you get nonsense like, oh, this guy wants to make an electric guitar, and one of the side quests is to help him do it. Mm-hmm. But one of my other favorite things about this is that the game starts. Uh, there's a few things that I really enjoy. One, the game starts with the conceit of amnesia, but it's perhaps the only game I've ever played where it's not actually compulsory to ever figure out what your character, who your character was or what they did before they got amnesia. Like, you can you can go on a side quest mid-game to find out, but it's not important, and you don't get anything other than the knowledge of what it was for having done it. What the heck? And also, uh, the game starts with, like, a personality quiz of, like... It gives you a bunch of, like, questions about, like, you find someone's wallet, what do you do? Like, do you take it to the police? Do you try to find them yourself? Do you just pocket it? And the last... And most of them aren't particularly relevant. I think a few of them will affect a few scenes in the game. But the most... The one that is... The game is most directly calling back to by the end is that it asks you what you do when you see... Like, when you see someone crying. Like, how do you respond to try to comfort them? And, like, the main character, if you get the good ending, the main character will do that during the ending as they see another character breaking down from all of the war profiteering that's been happening. Mm. Or if you get the bad ending, you just go to jail for a year and you start the the game starts you up in the pub. Steambot Chronicles is good. Please go play it. It's very expensive now, I think. <laughs> I think I have a copy on PS2, but I don't really have the means to play it. I mean, I do have a PS2, but... I kind of modded it, and it's kind of screwed up the lid at some point, so it doesn't oh, work as well. But yeah, it's a, it's a really neat game, and there's nothing else quite like it, especially not its PSP pseudo-sequel that sucks. And it hurts me to my very core that there is... that they sh- announced a sequel, they showed it twice, they never released it. Oh. Bumpy Trot Trusty Bill. <laughs> oh, man, that does sound like a crossover made in heaven, doesn't it? Chopin even lived in the right time. Oh, there's also a great bit early in the game where you just see, like... Because the entire... Like, the the steam bots are these things called Trotmobiles that are just... They're just the replacement for cars. Instead of having cars, we have these ridiculous robots that control really complexly and also uh, run on gas, so you actually have to keep in mind your gas tank at all times. But uh, you can also find people that are like... Man, what if we could make these stupid like robots fly? So you like get early in the game, you see like these dudes try like attaching wings to them and launching them off of hills, hoping to make them fly. It's literally just the Wright brothers, except they're trying to make like steam-powered robots fly. It's a good game. I like Steambot Chronicles. Please play it if you have the means. <laughs> I need to. Ha- there needs to be more than one of us. <laughs> there needs to be more than one fan. Uh... Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I forgot what I forgot what the question was. Rumored games that never saw the light of day. Ah uh, yes. Legend of Dragon Two. I would have I would have been able to shit talk that game so much. <laughs> uh, Chrono Break. 
Oh man, that yeah. one got trademarked. That my would favorite be the part one for the, me. I think my favorite part about Chrono and as a Chrono Resurrection. <laughs> oh man, that was that was never going to come out. But uh, my favorite thing about Chrono Break is that I don't know that I think it was the trademark was registered didn't spell break the same way between English in the English filing and the Japanese filing. Huh. Like one of them made it difficult. Like a car it break. It, <laughs> yeah, it was hard to tell if it meant like car break, like put the brakes on it, or car break, like break, like break in half. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine what it. I I can't imagine. No, what imagine that be the, the the pitch, or you you actually drive a car that's a time travel. Finally, the Epoch uh, Mark II. It's it fine. It just mated with the DeLorean, and that's what you get to ride around in. I can't even imagine what that game like. If that game was in production, which it probably went into production at some stage, uh, I can't imagine what like would it have tried to follow on Chrono Cross? Would it have split off and been an alternate sequel to Chrono Trigger? Like, who knows? It's difficult to imagine. Time shenanigans. No, it'd be would direct they... sequel to Rackle Dreamers instead of an alternate sequel to Rackle Dreamers. <laughs> It, no, it would have to be a sequel to the version of the ending of Radical Dreamers you get when you start talking to the French Sunflower. Yeah, that was a bizarre ending. That I didn't ending, get all the endings, but I got that one. That ending is worth seeing, even if you don't get any of the others, because that one's really crazy. Like, I got for the ones where you had to fight Lynx, and it was difficult. Yeah. I should give more time to Radical Dreamers. I've never really fully gone through everything in it. Mm-hmm. You got any wheels up in Chrono Break? I don't think so. Nothing's really coming to mind. What about you, Eric? Mm, no. I, I could probably name these for a while because one of my favorite uh, hobbies is to look into canceled and you know rumored video games. Um, Mega Man Universe. Oh man, your world megafied. My only caveat on that one is that part of the that every like uh, not an RPG though, so it's not an RPG. But I mean, like the the question's broad. But uh, my response to that would be that the, every impression from people who actually played it said that the game kind of played like butt, so it would probably have needed a little more time in the oven. I Which thought, is a I shame. Thought some like, convention kind of just the basic premise from uh, the constructive mode and uh, power up. Yeah, it was basically powered up too without the art style. Yeah, I saw it at some or, convention. And it looked like crap. Yeah. To be perfectly honest. The, the the weirdest thing to me about Mega Man Universe is that the game was actually pitched in Japan as Mega Man Universe. It was not Rockman Universe. Mm. It seemed like it was very much an attempt to play on the fact that like Mega Man was had more cachet among Western players than it did in Japan. It reminds me of how like Castlevania for a while like had the name Castlevania in Japan. Which uh Ultimately didn't play, and they ultimately had to revert back. Yeah, Universe was uh, one... I'm trying to think of things that like weren't actually confirmed to exist, other than like Chrono Break, which again, only had a trademark filing. Uh, and there's Castlevania Resurrection, too, for the 32X that never happened. Oh, no, Resurrection is the Dreamcast game. Bloodletting is the All 32X. Right. That's right. Yeah, uh... Resurrection as Dreamcast games go did not look very good. Um, but Bloodletting slash whatever you want to call the 32X game, it was apparently never officially called that, but that's what you find it called on the internet. But uh, there is one sprite from that that has leaked at any point. It's uh, interesting. Wasn't it basically like a converted uh, Dracula X code in assets? Uh- like they've re it was definitely Dracula X characters, but they had actually redrawn some of them. So they were new sprites, or at least edited sprites. So one of them looked like I want to say that one of them sort of looked like Jonathan Morris, uh, yeah. even though it was obviously not him. It was supposed to be like a new rival hunter. That would be that would be neat to they, like. As far as I can tell, there's not much story to tell there. It just it didn't get very far along because it was a 32x game. But it would be neat to hear the some total of that game but, yeah I love cancelled games I love weird like things that never got far off the ga- ground uh, if you've got a lot of interest in that I mean go to places like Unseen 64 there's a guy who does a lot of great videos on YouTube Liam Robertson that is worth looking into if you're ever interested in that subject so 
You know, my recommendation if you care about canceled video games. That's good. Uh, move forward before wheels dies. Uh, bonus non RPG question: fun. Which are your favorite fighting games? Oh, Soul Calibur One. Soul Calibur Two. Boom. Uh, Street Fighter Three. Third Strike. That's a good choice. Uh, I think my favorite is uh, Persona Four Arena. It's very wow. good. Also, very, very uh, good. Vampire Savior Two. Which one? Which version? Dark Stalkers Three. Yeah, there's a few different Dark Stalkers Three, and I can never remember. Like in arcade, anyway, there's a few different Dark Stalkers Threes, and I can never remember which is which. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Soul Calibur One. Uh, a lot of different Street Fighters. I actually just like Street Fighter in general. Uh. See, oh, Garou, Mark of the Wolves. That's a good one. Street Fighter Alpha Three. I'm going with a lot of Street Fighters. <laughs> There's a lot of really good Street Fighters. Um, uh, again, to, for some SNK representation, uh, big fan of some of the like Dream Match King of Fighters games are just those. Those games are a hoot. They're ridiculous. Uh, I bought the Neo Coliseum game, but I never actually got around to playing it. It's Neo Geo Battle. Neo Geo Battle Coliseum is great because it has uh, the uh, villains from Metal Slug, which are just labeled Mars people. <laughs> uh, SNK made a lot, a lot of fighting games. Every like every third fighting game in an arcade at one time was an SNK game uh, or like SNK related. But I mean, some of them are good. Like you get Fatal Fury and. Samurai Showdown and King of Fighters, and some of them are not so good, and you get World Heroes. Uh, but, I mean, World also, Heroes does have the benefit of essentially being unlicensed uh, Back to the Future fanfiction. Uh, there's also that new uh, SNK Heroines game coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tag Team Frenzy? That sounds like sure. a title they would have. I'm going to say that's, yeah. I'll, I might pick that up when it gets cheap. We'll see what happens. I just remembered that there is a World Heroes collection for PS2 in case you needed all four <laughs> awful World Heroes games. There's four? I only knew there about... The one and two, which was basically just Jet, and then there's three. There's World Heroes, World Heroes 2, World Heroes 2 Jet, as mentioned, and World Heroes Perfect, which I promise you is not perfect. And this collection in Japanese has the full title of World Heroes Gorgeous, which also <laughs> not true. But yeah, World Heroes' most memorable aspect is that it has almost no redeeming qualities and that it is basically unlicensed Back to the Future fanfiction. It's <laughs> like the, the premise is basically Doc Brown is taking people from different parts of time to fighting e fight each other. Uh, uh, Fighter's name, History is probably a better ripoff. Fighter's History is at least funny, and it also has uh, Karnov in it, which is very important. <laughs> Karnov's Revenge is an important game, and also every time that I can't remember which character it is, it might have been Karnov, but the one that just shouts Balloon! Uh, about any of the Flying Dragons games. Oh, man, there's so many of those. <laughs> I played, I played the all the best. only got two of them. <laughs> I've played all of the bad N64 fighting games, which means I've played Flying Dragon on N64. Uh, oh, that reminds me of my favorite. Like, I really oh, wait, love bad... We the SNES one as well. So we we might have. Uh, my, favorite, my favorite bad... Uh, my favorite thing in video games is a really bad, stupid acronym. And... There's a an N64 game that in America it was called Deadly Arts because they're cowards. But in Japan and I want to say Europe, it was called GASP, Fighters Next Stream. <laughs> and GASP stood for Generations of Arts, Speed, and Power. And there's a game called Aggressors of Dark Combat. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, made by a company called ADK. <laughs> Uh, for the record, combat was spelled with a K here. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of fighting game knowledge built up. 
Uh, almost none of it has to do with RPGs, but I mean, I mean, anybody they play are. Power Instinct and Power Instinct Two? Uh, I don't think I have. There's a lot of. Aren't those part of a larger franchise, or am I conflating them with something else? Uh, they might be, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, Power Instinct. Go catch Please two. make another bloody roar. <laughs> oh man! I don't care, Konami. Just have someone do it. <laughs> I mean, someone would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whenever I think of Power that was Instinct, a Hudson I'm... property, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Hudson property. Whenever I think of uh, Power Instinct, I'm inevitably thinking of the game that doesn't have Power Instinct in its name because it was known as Groove On Fight. <laughs> it's a really good name. Uh, have you ever played uh, Waku Waku Seven? Uh, I think I have it, but I never got around to playing it. It's really cute. It's got a lot I got of the ECA good... version, I think. Yeah, the arcade. It's on arcade archives, basically everywhere that that service exists, and it's very good. Uh, that's a fun one. Uh, oh man, now I'm just so thinking it, of like. Wasn't that the um. Party City and Zero fighting game. The what? I'm thinking of something else. The what fighting game? Farty's Farty. No, no, that's Beast. Kabuki Clash. Oh yeah. Uh, Kabuki Clash is a decent enough fighting game. Uh, this was a Sunsoft uh, thing that I don't think is actually related to anything. It's just something they did. Hmm. But uh, it's it's a it's a got a lot of great sprite work. I think it's a Neo Geo game. So given its vintage, uh, very. Very fun to look at. A lot of uh, good, distinct characters. Uh, I guess to counterbalance, I'll bring up some of my favorite fighting game ephemera that suck but are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate uh, Street Fighter: The Real Battle on Film, <laughs> which is uh, among the, what? the best. <laughs> what? The Real Battle on Film. That can't be the real name of something. That wait, is- wait, wait. Was that the FMV Street Fighter Two anime movie game? No, those are distinct. The real battle on film was Street Fighter the Movie, the game's Japanese title. Oh. Which is a great game. Also, if you've never seen the arcade version of Street Fighter the Movie, the game, go look at that and just look up Slam Master. Because that's just like the bare bones version, and then for the console, they like actually Street Fighter it up and gave them special moves. It's weirder than that. They're different games. Like, they use the same raw digitization data. But they they are not the same game. Like the the arcade version is a much crazier experimental game made by people who had never made who made by the company that made Time Killers. <laughs> and the the home version is Capcom looking at all their raw dig- digitization data and being like, "Well, we can't use any of the gameplay for this. We're gonna turn. We're gonna take these digitized actors. We're gonna map them to Street Fighter Two sprites, and we're gonna make it Street Fighter Two. <laughs> And ironically, that means that it's actually a much better game, but it's a much less funny game because it doesn't have the capacity for three chained reversals to happen in any given move. <laughs> the game the game will allow you to do a reversal and then a reversal of that reversal for, like, grabs. And then you can do a reversal, 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 which I believe is called a Slam Master. So go look that up if you're ever curious. But there is the FMV fighting game that Eric mentioned that consisted of forcing a robot to watch the Street Fighter animated movie to learn <laughs> combat moves so he could beat up someone. I was never clear on what the objective was in that video game. What? Yeah. I'm trying to find what this game that, Street that's Fighter all- the interactive movie. It's almost as bad as, like, Night Trap. <laughs> like, at least you're still eventually playing Street Fighter, but yeah. The gameplay consists, uh, to quote, quote the Street Fighter wiki, the gameplay consists of watching FMV clips from the Street Fighter 2 animated movie and analyzing them using the search command. On each stage, the player has a limited amount of time to analyze their surroundings as much as possible in order to gain the most data. Uh, Super Adventure Rockman is better because at least then you shot things. Super Adventure Rock, man, is a trash fire as well, but yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just talk about all of Capcom's strange ideas for how to expand successful properties. It's time to discuss uh, uh, L- Wily and Light's Rockboard, That's Paradise. 
which is just the game of life, but with Mega Man. Or Mega Man Soccer, which was actually never released in Japan. <laughs> yeah, that I don't get that. That game also has an ending somehow, but it never. It's it's so incomplete that they the game will never actually bring it up. You finish I, the game and it just stops. I actually think they had an ad for it, so it was like, did they not release it in the in, in Japan or did they? It was like, well, I think the song was called "We Are Rock Man." <laughs> Mega Man Soccer was just like, why? Maybe it, was it wasn't initially, and then they eventually did it. I don't know. It apparently did eventually come out as Rock Man Soccer. It might have taken longer to come out there, but it's one of those. I, I don't know. Like nothing about that property makes sense for like sports games. I don't feel like they did enough. They did very much to make that soccer, particularly Mega Man. Don't forget the Battle and Chase game. Oh, Battle and Chase, which we finally got when they arbitrarily slapped it onto the uh, Mega Man X collection on PS2. I don't know why that happened either. There's a Bomberman yeah. kart racing game that no one's ever played either. Do you throw bombs at people? I think. <laughs> I don't know. I've never played it. Like I said, no one's played it. It's a PS2 game of all things. Uh-huh. Like who was buying Bomberman Cart in 2004? Too bad, nerd. There, it's here for you. But I don't want it. Too bad. But you go I play don't Bomberman. Want it. You go play Bomberman as Wario for some reason. So I finally saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Woohoo! So I get it, it's no longer playing in the closest theater near me. So it's like they're probably now, it's only gonna be. There's probably only going to be two more weeks left in that movie. There were ants, there were wasps. <laughs> and it was just okay. Not the type of movie. Yes. I don't think it was particularly great. I don't. I didn't hate it, but I didn't also feel like I needed to be in the theater to see it. I thought but, it was great. Um, I did not. I have not seen it. I thought it was so great. If, you had not, if it weren't from the post-credits scene, it, there would be no link for connecting it to the other Marvel movies. It doesn't need a link. It's just a fun movie. That's fun, too. That's fine, but, like, still, it's, like, something that if you were, like, hoping there there would be a big link, there really isn't. Ant-Man went off with Small for a while. (laughs) But, um, it's also the daddest Marvel movie of them all. (laughs) No wonder we all love it. That's why it's great. (laughs) For the dad and the dad at heart. That's right. Well, the very beginning is the most dad thing in the, ha- in the movie happens. I'm just really enjoying how personally hurt Wheel sounds. <laughs> so hurt. We're ending the show now. You're all fired. No, we've still got things. We do have things. We have other things. Yeah. What were we talking about again? Fighting games? Yeah, I fighting games. I can barely remember the topic. Favorite fighting games, I think. Well, we're just going to jump to the next question, which is, which is your favorite game intro movie? Because I like this question. So, uh, many, so many choices. So yeah. little time. Uh, Falcom usually has some really good ones. Yeah. Great music. I like the. I mean, even though the game was kind of weak compared to the rest of the series, I like the intro to E6. Yeah, that's a good one. Then there's East Origins. I like the East 8 one a lot. Sukita in 3. Also a good one, because that music is rad. Oh, man. And there's uh, the, the original Lunar Silver Star <laughs> that was done. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it, man. It's just as that wacky in Japanese so... as it is in English. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a there's one of my favorite thing, one of my favorite like little YouTube series that only updates like once in a blue moon. But there's this little series by uh, like plug plug. These are some of my favorites. Please, I will plug them however I can. There's a, a channel called Retro Pals that did a series a series called Video Game Vocal Tracks that is just an analysis of the uh, and one of the episodes is just an analysis of the differences between the English and Japanese. Lunar Silver Star opening theme, and both of those are worth hearing, and they've got some good insight. Please look it up. Oh, Retro man. Pals, huh? Yeah, Retro Pals are great. Go look them up. They've got. They have introduced me to a lot of very obscure video games. Big fan of Not Treasure Hunter and Bakuhatsu Suzuki. Please go look them up. They're great. Uh, but yeah. Oh, what was I gonna say? 
But yeah, the Lunar One. Uh, I don't actually like the game, but uh, Chrono Cross, and also a game I like that it, that probably doesn't deserve to be liked as much. But the opening, the intro sequence, the two intro sequences for Wild Arms Two. I like that that game actually changes when you reach the second disc. Like it's they. That's a lot they of. They did that a lot more in three too. Yeah. Three is great, but like two, I have more nostalgic connection to, so I think of, and I like the song in two better, but the two songs in two better. But uh, one of the things that a lot of games tried for that anime style presentation, but not a lot of games did the thing where, like, oh, uh, we've reached another arc, so the opening changes, which is a very anime thing to do. <laughs> it's like, to, I played a little bit of Tokyo Xanadu at EX, and the game ends every chapter like an anime TV episode because it plays the uh, ending theme, and then when the newest one starts, they play the opening theme. Man, I need to play that. Also, beep. Well, wow, someone's phone's going nuts. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> it's fine. It's Max asking questions. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of games with really good uh, just like openings oftentimes openings that those games can't possibly live up to and don't but and there's a couple Tales openings oh yeah I like uh, Tales of the Abyss has a good one Tales of Heart Song is good too oh too true Tales of Vesperia is probably my favorite opening in the series hmm. I would have expected Abyss for you since you particularly like that game but... I like the game yeah but I think the I like the intro for That's Vesperia. Right. It's really good. It's I can't good believe team. we'll have to play that again. <laughs> well, I never finished it, so now's a good time as any. I didn't either. I got very far into it and got bored, which is you know just sort of how to. I didn't get bored. Back. I just went oh new shiny and I never looked back. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I I classify that as getting bored in the sense of like it didn't it was not capable of holding my interest farther than me seeing something else to play. <laughs> it just happens sometimes. Oh, here's a deal. Uh, Breath of the Wild for Switch at Walmart for $45. Nice. That's about as much of a deal as you're going to get on Breath of the Wild, sadly. At least until the Selects thing happens, which won't be for another five years. Nintendo Selects are not yet necessary as they do not need yet need to boost sales. Mario Tennis just as well, too. That apparently is selling quite well, actually. And Odyssey. So, like, a whole bunch of games are getting discounted. Can't believe that, uh... Wait, did we ever... Oh, yeah, we've, I was wondering if we had ever had to answer a question about who we'd want in Smash. And I know we did before Smash Ultimate's most recent reveal. Now I just want Sakurai to make all the Castlevania games. Oh, man, I love that Kid Dracula's in that trailer. Like, just hidden as, like, a shadow. Kid He'll be Dracula's a assist trophy. <laughs> He'll be a boss that sometimes appears instead of Dracula. So I don't get why the levels have bosses if there's no adventure mode. Like, why are they bosses? I mean, they didn't. They didn't for. Well, well, well I say there, there is an adventure mode, but we don't actually know that yet. I could see there being an adventure mode in this one. Probably not as elaborate as Subspace Emissary, but still an adventure mode. More than the arcade mode. And more than that mode that was in Melee. Oh, that five mode. That five stage mode that you played once and then never again. <laughs> you only did uh, unlock a character. Yeah. Which character was locked? Oh, I think like Luigi was locked behind that in a really obnoxious way. Hmm. You had to, like, get to the end of the Mario Brothers stage with a 2 with the, as the last digit in your time. The... I'm getting ready to go. Mm, yeah, we should probably wrap things up. <laughs> we should I'll talk a little bit about the Mega Cartoon cartoon before I go. The Mega Cartoon. Fully charged and ready to blast you in the face. Uh, please don't. That sounds where, painful. Where painful. is this cartoon airing? You can watch it on Cartoon Network. Oh, sweet. On, on the very oddly timed 6.30 in the morning on Sundays. Well, I think more importantly, can I watch it on their app? Uh, yes, or you can watch it on the website as the episodes unlock. Perfect. So Mega Man. Because I, 
I do not know of this time that you speak of. Six thirty? Yeah. What is what is a six thirty? It's it's what I wake up to every day because that's what I'm expected to wake up I'm or so be sorry. at work by. Oh, is it six a.m. now? Oh god! I actually wake up earlier than six thirty. Oh god! It takes me a while to actually do anything, and I've occasionally had to work even earlier at sometimes. Because we used to actually work at 6.30, and now we're at 7. I'm also an early riser, so that's another reason. I heard that, obviously. <laughs> well, the Mega Man <sighs> cartoon is... <sighs> it's got promise. I don't know if it'll last beyond one season. They're probably going to get at least two lined up, but who knows how long it'll be before the second season hits. Because if the scheduling's... At Cartoon Network's anything to go by for Adventure Time or Steven Universe, there's going to be big gaps in between episodes. Yeah, but this is less internally produced, think, so there might be less big gaps. Well, I think the first ten are locked in already, but mm-hmm. beyond that, who knows? But um, yeah, I liked what I saw, but like, I think the biggest weaknesses are the Mega Mini. Like, why? And the, the, I could nitpick about changing Mega Man's name to Aki and rolls the Suna. Yeah. And like, Doctor Wily is there, but he's not a doctor yet because he's a kid. <laughs> and um, the guy who's replacing him is called Sergeant Knight to be the, um, basically analog to Doctor Light. Weird. It's like Suna means sand in Japanese, and Aki means hope. Or autumn. So we got autumn and sand, so, and sand relates to summer, so autumn and summer. These are getting weird. <laughs> so, like, so they didn't go stick with the rock theme, even though they're using it in other places. Because like, apparently in episode 10, this character called Peter Punk shows up. Wow. And they still got a rush as Rush, so... That one might be a situation where, like, they don't... They think Rush is generic enough that it doesn't matter if it's a <laughs> band reference or not. And it almost feels like Mega Mini is supposed to be a replacement for Eddie. Or Otto. Maybe both. Those are those are when you're getting into the weeds of, like, only Mega Man... Can, only Mega Man fanboys care about these two characters. <laughs> But, like I said, like, he interrupts the show way too often, and for, like, ten minutes, that's, that's like, too often for a ten-minute show. I'm now terrified. I'm now remembering the 90s Mega Man cartoon, which was just, like, a cavalcade of, like, well, I couldn't go to therapy about this, but I still have this fetish I can't work out, so I'm writing a cartoon episode now. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that episode where Dr. Wally turned people into cat people? (laughs) Yeah, the Lion Man, there's, like, a lot of episodes where it's just like, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, hmm, I guess this is what you did before you could like go and like talk to a therapist or the internet or just have a welcoming community to help you with this. You mm-hmm. you went here and you wrote a cartoon. <laughs> like the only good thing about that show would probably be the characterization of Faraman. They made him pretty um, mean and menacing. Mm-hmm. But most of those guys had no personality anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just a super weird show. Re- really only worth going back to if you intend to have a night mocking it with friends, because otherwise it's mostly just not very interesting. <laughs> so I think for say- season two, they should just find reasons to have many, Mega Mini not talk. Alternate option is to just make 22-minute episodes. <laughs> Yeah, but um, some people like the remix music, but I think it leans too heavily on the eight-bit side. I think they need to mix it up with the sixteen-bit side too. I will not. I will not rest until Duff McWhalen's theme is in there. <laughs> That's maybe an X. Duff, I know Duff McWhalen. Who's that? I've never heard of this name and, before. And if you start talking about Tidal Whale, I will end you immediately. I only know of <laughs> Tidal Whale. You are a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the show... Let's see. My brain just farted. Oh. It happens. 
the show's um got a very um Paw Patrol look to it. Paw Patrol. Oh, never get in trouble. No, 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 we're done. This guy of five is good. Oh man, you're trying no, to see if you can not. shock him. Yeah, uh. Okay, no. Okay, <laughs> Q&A quest is done. Send your questions to the usual place, please. Just comment. But, uh... Oh, I'm dying. I, I, had, I had wish I had time to play a certain um, gangster beating up game, but uh, uh, too many gigs to download, so I didn't have enough time. Uh, I'm working my way through. I'm, like, doing my 100% run of Yakuza 6 mm. right now. Getting all prepared for Yakuza Kiwami 2. You absolutely have to fight that assassin, don't you? Amon? Yeah. He's not even that hard to get in Yakuza 6. By all accounts I can find, he doesn't actually... His ta- to get him, you don't actually have to have finished all of the sub-stories, just two specific ones. Mm. But yeah, I have to fight Joe Amon because it's tradition, and, I mean, he's right there. And I can get him in the clan creator... Which is not actually that interesting of a minigame, but is very easy if you've decided to use the promotional codes to snag all of the frickin' pro wrestlers. I've also got Fire Pro Wrestling in play. But oh, man. I recently celebrated my 500th episode of my podcast, RB oh, Grinders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like 10 years of the podcast. Yeah, that's nuts. That's of a, which that's I've fun. been part of for nine years. That's a heck of a run, and I'm terrified now. <laughs> but, um, here's the, like, maybe 500 more. <laughs> Hopefully we all survive to see another 500. Hopefully. But, uh, other than that, you could find me on Patreon, where I write reviews for games on sites like bostonbastardbrigade.com, totallygn.com, vognetwork.com, and honestgamers.com. Excellent. I, yeah. And if you know anybody who's hiring, I'd like to get a full-time job. It's not any uh, outlet. Because uh, Patreon doesn't really help, and I don't have any, any, any subscribers, so maybe you could be a part of that. Uh. Like, even a dollar would help. Like, uh. And people giving me dollars... Gives me ten dollars, a hundred people, hundred dollars, which is what I love because I barely have any spending money after all my bills and car payments. Oh, good old cars. One day, one day I'll have a job and I'll be a contributor. I promise. But uh, that's it. See you guys later. All See right. you, space boy. See ya. Goodbye, folks. Oh, yeah, there's my social media account, Eric RPG. Really, yes. Important. Uh, uh, wheels, etc. All right. Mm. Press on the stop button. Or wheels dies. <laughs>